Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford, Woking and Aldershot in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Let me just put a little bit of context on what we're doing uh, as we prepare to uh, baptise these nine people today into the body of Christ. And um, this is a very, very ancient thing we're about to take part in. And so this is Mark chapter 1, verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John, the baptizer, in the Jordan. If you've ever been to the River Jordan... I know if you haven't, you think it's blue and there's like Bambi skipping by it. It actually looks very like the River of Way on a bad day. But anyway, we'll move on. Verse 10. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. At once, the Spirit sent Jesus out into the wilderness. The first reason that we get baptized is because Jesus did it and we want to follow his example. People get awfully complicated about baptism. Some Christians think it's not necessary to get baptized Well, you're right insofar as you can be saved without getting baptized, but you're wrong insofar as Jesus considered it essential. And so can I suggest if you're his follower, you should follow in his footsteps. Jesus got baptized. He was dedicated as a baby in the temple. It's a valuable thing to do. But when he was able to make his own decision as an adult, he got baptized. That's why in this church we don't baptize people under the age of 12, because we just want to give people time to be able to make their own decisions. And so Jesus himself set us an example of baptism. And it wasn't someone just sprinkling a little perrier on his head. He was lowered into the water and then raised up out of it. And it wasn't just a thing to do. It was one of the most extraordinary moments in human history. Because as he came out of the water, we, we hear this extraordinary moment as, as, a, as a dove descends upon him. And a voice is heard, the voice of God speaking audibly, saying, this is my son. Listen to him. I'm pleased with him. And so those of you who are about to get baptized, this is a moment where you're obeying Jesus. You just follow, you're saying, I want to follow Jesus, so I, Jesus got baptized, I better do that. But it's also a moment of, I want you to know the Father's love for you in this moment. The God who made you is thrilled that you're doing this. He says, um, this is my son, this is my daughter, with you I am well pleased. I'm pleased with you. I love you. So this is a moment of the father expressing his enormous love. So this is joyful stuff. And then thirdly, we see in this passage uh, that the spirit of God 
falls down, falls upon Jesus. And just to make it easy for the crowd, or a bit stupid, a, a, a dove comes down. So they've got a pictorial of what is happening in the spirit. I can't guarantee today we will have swooping eagles or uh, doves landing on heads. If it happens, let's all just quietly freak out. But 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 what that is is a is a is a physical picture of a spiritual reality. The spirit of God. Coming upon him. So it's as though as Jesus is baptized in water, he's also baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to pray for you. Those of you, friends and family of those getting baptized, when they come out of the water and they've got the towel around them, stick a hand on them and pray, come Holy Spirit, because this is what we read in the New Testament. And it's interesting that the moment the Spirit of God falls upon Jesus, he is sent. That's the word there. He is sent by the Spirit into the wilderness, which is the beginning of his mission. And so baptism isn't just a moment of obedience to Jesus. It's not just a moment where we experience the Father's love. It is a moment where the Holy Spirit sends us into the commission he's got for us. And so, again, those of you getting baptized, this is a marker moment in your lives as you step into the great things that God has for you ahead. The picture that we're going to witness together, either on the screens or outside, is very powerful. As the person is lowered down into the water, the New Testament says it's like being buried. It's like dying to the old self. And then as you come out of the water, it's a picture of Jesus being raised to new life on the third day. It's the beginning of a whole new season in your lives. It is a moment of being baptized, not just into a new life, but into the family of God. That is why in this beautiful story, we see the Trinity, Jesus in the water, the Father speaking his love, and the Spirit coming down. And so this is a moment of being baptized into God, who is family, three in one, and into the family of God here in Emmaus Road and around the world. So this is a powerful, powerful moment. And, and now just before we go back inside, and for those of you who really are inside, hi. I want to give an opportunity. I wonder if there's anyone sitting inside or outside who today you've realized it's your moment to give your life to Jesus Christ. And we're going to break all the usual protocols if you, if you want to do this. And we'll baptize you here and now. Normally we take a long time preparing people for baptism. But... Here's how it works. There is a God. Your life's not a fluke. Your life's not an accident. You know that deep down. Most people who have ever lived have known and believed that there is a God. Number two, that God is not distant. He's not uncaring. He showed what he's like by coming in the most logical way you can imagine as one of us, speaking like us, looking like us, and yet unlike us. And of course, that was the greatest human being without any dis debate that the world has ever known, Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't just say, I'm a really good egg. He said, I am the way to the Father. I am the Son of God. 
And so we have a choice to make, all of us in life, when we hear about Jesus, whether to say yes to his love, yes to his forgiveness, or no to it. And for some of you, this is your moment now to make that decision. Jesus didn't just say great things and do great things. The most undeserving death in human history, the greatest injustice of all time happened to Jesus. The most loving, kindest person who ever lived was crucified because there's something in us so dark that when we see the light, we want to put it out. He died, that is historical fact, it's well attested by historians, on a cross, the most cruel, torturous way of killing anyone that has been devised in human history. And he died, we believe, not because he deserved it, because he didn't, but he died because we deserved it. It was us, our hatred, that put him there. And so when we become followers of Jesus, we accept that when he died on the cross, he did it for us. When he bled, he bled for us, out of love for us. But the good news is the story doesn't end there. Otherwise, this would just be a weird religious historical moment. Christians believe and have believed for 2,000 years what we celebrate at Easter, which is this, that you cannot keep a good man down. That three days after being laid in the grave, the greatest miracle of all time erupted on planet Earth. Such an eruption that we feel the tremors 2,000 years later, 2,000 miles away today. And you've heard it in the testimonies you've heard today. Lives changed. Purpose found. Sins forgiven. Hearts healed. Why? Because Jesus Christ came back to life and is alive today, and is still doing his thing, revealing his love to people, breaking into lives, answering prayers. And that's why even those of you who claim you don't believe in him still talk to him sometimes. We get a fairly short span of life on this beautiful planet, trying to make sense of the stars and the birth of babies and the terrible things and the wonderful things that happen. And most people end up saying there must be more. And Christians, more than a quarter of the people on planet Earth today, believe the answer to that question is there is a God and you are loved and he showed himself in Jesus Christ and although you've screwed up you've messed up you've done selfish things you've hurt other people you've hurt yourself and you've hurt the world you live in he comes to wipe the slate clean give you a fresh start and it isn't just nice sentiment it cost him his very life but he died for you and all you need to do is say yes thank you you say to me, it must be more complicated but, than that, but you all know it's a quick yes and a baby gets conceived. It's a quick yes and you get married for life. A yes or a no changes everything. And so I want to challenge you to make a yes today to Jesus Christ, to experience what you have heard and begin a new start, forgiven of your sins in relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And if you want to become a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me now. And we do it real simple here. And it goes like this. Clean me up and count me in. Clean me up. I've messed up. I'm dirty. I need a bath. Clean me up. When you died on that cross, you died for me. I need a fresh start. Clean me up. You imagine you go into a classroom. 
You look at the whiteboard and every bad thing you ever said or thought or did has been written on the board and you hear the other kids and the teacher approaching. How quickly do you want to get those words off that board? Jesus gives you a fresh start. And then it's not just clean me up, but count me in. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to put you first, and it's going to be tough. It ain't going to be easy. If anyone ever tells you, is they're lying. Following Jesus is hard, but it's true, and it's real, and it's wonderful, and it works. Count me in. I'll follow you, Jesus. I want to be part of your church. Funny bunch, frankly. You'll fit right in. And so uh, count me in. So let's just pray together. Let's all of us pray. If you know Jesus, pray even harder. And uh, first of all, let's all of us put our hands on our hearts. Lord Jesus, we're sorry for the wrong things we've done. We're sorry for our sin. Thank you that you died on the cross for us. Please forgive us our sin and give us a fresh start. Lord Jesus, clean me up. And now just raise your hands like you're surrendering in a cowboy movie. Lord Jesus, count me in. I want to be your follower. Instead of putting myself first, I want to put you first. I want to be part of your church. Would you count me in? Amen. 